Great DJs deserve great music. That's why here at Desi BPM, we're giving professional DJs access to the first ever online DJ pool exclusively for Desi Music. Register your interest now and receive your first three months free at desibpm.com. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the show, it's the number one show, interviews and music, podcast you know, integrate the culture through the time, just sit back and chill, it's the roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes, just sit back and chill, it's the roots and rhymes, all you really need is some roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes. Thanks for joining us for episode seven of Roots and Rhymes. Of course, today we've got Mac. How you doing, brother? How you doing? You I'm good? Doing good, doing good. Just a quick one. After the success of Music for Meals, where we helped raise money for Seat Sports UK and Homeless Hampers, Northern Collective are hosting another visual live event on the 1st of August. Keep an eye out on the socials. We're going to send all the details for that out, but really enjoyed the last one, didn't we, Matt? The last one was great. I was so surprised to see the money roll in as fast as it did. Yeah. We had a great time doing it. It was yeah. a real honour and pleasure to be part of a cause that was making such a difference. Yeah. So, um, make sure you check out the next one it's a great great endeavour that the Northern Collective are doing and we're proud to be part of it absolutely I think this one's called Musical Healing um, a couple of uh, different charities I think Mary Curie are on there as well but like you said Max people were so generous and without them we couldn't hit that 13,000 mark it was it was fantastic it was we really good from around 8.5 to 11 on while well, we were on set absolutely and we were one of the later sets so you know a massive thank you to everybody who who donated no. and watched and shared and liked and all those kind of things because it's not about the artists that were there it was about the charities that need that money desperately right oh, now definitely and if anybody wants to watch it back you can see snippets on our Instagram TV um, at Roots and Rhymes make sure you check that out follow and also with the podcast as well don't forget to subscribe we keep saying because then you get push notifications that let you know when a new show is out and you can check it out and soon enough we're going to be launching the YouTube channel where we're going to have all our library of uh, podcasts in visual on there so everybody can view. Definitely subscribe because, for example, if you hadn't subscribed and you didn't know we were going to do today's interview, you'd be missing out big time because we've got an amazing guest today. Oh, definitely. So talking about the guest, I'm really looking forward to it. The reason why is because his journey isn't your normal journey and his inspiration isn't necessarily the same as everybody else's and it hasn't taken that conventional route and I'm really really looking forward to getting into the crux of why he's taken certain decisions in his career up yeah. until now. It's always interesting to see someone who's done it their own way, who's done it in their own style with their own influences and today we've got someone who definitely fits that bill. So without further ado, this week's guest is nothing short of an absolute hit maker. His recent music has defined today's UK and arguably international Punjabi music industry without so much as a Thumbi or a Dolin site. He's averaging over 40,000 listeners monthly and his 2018 single Badake has reached over 2 million ears on Spotify alone. It's DJ Harps Music. Hello, hello. How you doing, Hi. brother? Hello. Hi, everybody. How you doing, bro? <laughs> How's it going? You all right? Yeah, good, good. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How about yourselves? Good. Yeah, all good. That's all good, good yeah. That's so, so let's just clear this up here, right? Yeah, man. So you're from Leicester from originally, Leicester. Yes. but you're now residing in Leeds. Yes. 
place to be. It's, it's a bit unconventional further, as well. The further like, north you go, the better it is, the I better, think so. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's nice up here, man. It's, it's nice. nice. But it's, it's not fields. the most natural move for a DJ producer. Everybody usually goes down south. Yeah, I wanted to be in a quiet place. Yeah. I wanted to be in a place where I can sort of relax, chill, and not be in the hustle and bustle. God's and own focus, county. And focus. And then when I need to be, <laughs> for say, DJ Hops, I just go Midlands. Absolutely. Yeah. Or down absolutely. south. We touch on that you grew up in Leicester. Mm -hmm. That was in the 90s where you learned Tabla and Vajja yeah, growing yeah. up when you were young. Probably 80s, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say my age yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so from a musical perspective, yeah. did you learn Tabla because you found that you was interested in music or did these instruments ignite a passion for music for you? Do you want the honest truth? Go on. I got kicked out of Punjabi school. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, you know. so my mom forced me to go. She goes, Jo Marji ho jai, to Gurdwara jana hai. You have yeah, to go yeah. Gurdwara. Yeah. So I either go Gurdwara and gun atta yeah. or I uh, learn an instrument. So I learned the tabla and vajja right. upstairs. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was my Punjabi school basically. So, so like you said, you, you learned this instrument. Yeah. Did that kind of open up this idea of melodies and yeah. uh, and composition of music for you? hundred percent. I thought, I think it ignited more of a spark. Mm. I was always into music, even at a very, very young age. Mm. Like I, you know, grew around listening to sort of traditional Punjabi music, you know, your Kaldeep Manaks, your Muhammad Sadiqs, your Dar Sandus and stuff yeah, like that. Absolutely. Your Gurdas Mans and all that sort of influence and, and early Bollywood as well. Um, so me learning, especially the harmonium was uh, an igniting, like a, a spark, a big spark factor of, um, influencing me to actually do music yeah. and wanting to learn more about the music. Yeah, we, We've had a few artists in now and we kind of get a split between it's been in the family, their grandfather's done it, their father's done it, or someone in their family have done it. Yeah, have yeah. you come from that place or are you the first in your family to really embrace music? I think, yeah, I'm the first in the family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know like obviously like relatives that play the tumbi here and there and the pind in Punjab and couple of door players here and there yeah. but as in that's just for the fun of it like I think well yeah I know I'm the, probably the only one the first one um, to sort of really take it and make a sort of career out of right. it do you know what I mean right. um, and I'm lucky I've influenced other and the other family members to do more not take it as a career but also get into that field give them the passion and to give them the passion to maybe yeah. try to yeah. make it into a career as well which is good so you obviously say that not a lot. You're the first musically minded or pursued it yeah. professionally in your household, but naturally, musical influence starts at home. Yeah, so, what, what kind of music were you exposed to in your early years? So, as a, as a, as a kid, um, my mum used to play a lot of sort of old school Punjabi music. So, you'd mm -hmm. hear early Hans Raj Hans, early Gurdas Mahan, um, a lot of Bollywood. Uh, naturally, you watch Bollywood films on the TV, so you yeah. naturally hear the soundtracks. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So your early 90s Bollywood has always been an influence to me. Your Jewish Javlas and your... Oh, your Jewish Javlas, Dundons <laughs> yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like the, they don't make them like that anymore, nah, do they? Nah, man. It's, it's, you just got your son and Bajwas these days. It, bro, it's too, it's too, it's too six-packed up, man. <laughs> I like, I like Govinda films, bro. You know, you, you relate to Govinda more than you relate to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Ritik Roshan six-pack. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, That's yeah, a fantasy, that is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Photoshop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that, the, that's the closest I've that's got. That's the closest, yeah. And um, but yeah, so, so that was a big influence. Hearing those factors of music when you hear, like, for instance, "Kisse Disco Me Jaye" from mm. from a Govinda film. Mm. Those sorts of rhythms and rhymes also influenced me, as well as the Punjabi side of things. Okay. Um, there wasn't much 
influence in regard until I grew up a little bit more, uh, where the sort of in in for me the urban side of things came into it. Okay, but it was more early Punjabi and Bollywood. That was so, my growing. So when the urban came into play, was that from <clears throat> siblings or was it from like school, school? that kind of thing? School it's definitely school. Like hang, um, uh, being from Leicester, very multicultural there, mm. um, and friends around you. To be fair, had. They were all listening to like, you know, sort of early hip hop. Not per se Tupac. I'm not going to say, oh, Tupac Biggie straight away. Yeah. But like listening to your M&Ms, but then yep. listening to sort of like Snoop Dogg, but more commercial, mm. yeah. Pharrell's, mm. early Buster Rhymes and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. that sort of influenced that side of things. Um, but I was heavily influenced by UK Garage. Okay. That yeah, was yeah. my like... I love you. So that was the come up in what, 96 to 99? Yeah, I would say 95, 96, yeah, yeah. 97, them ends. The, so, art, the artists that you mentioned there, I mean, I, when we talk about this, me and Chuns, I was, I went heavily down the hip hop route when I was younger, but yeah. like you say, you know, Tupac Biggie for all the controversy around them, that was a huge sound mm. for our generation. I, 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 Snoop Dogg, and then the garage scene came in and yeah, it kind of just flipped everything on its head. Yeah. See, but, but our generation, it was almost like a gateway into hip hop as well because them albums like Biggie's Life After Death and yeah, and and Two Packs, uh, America's Most Wanted, all of that was the first real gangster hip hop mm. albums that were actually out there, and they they were a sound of a generation almost. Hundred percent. See with see with myself, um, I listen to more Raekwon, Ghostface, okay. yeah, 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 Wu Tang. Wu -Tang. Yeah, Nas, that that sort of thing, and I also was into sort of being when I was like seventeen, eighteen. I was more into like the Pete Pablo's and the Down South, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Well, that was when Atlanta really exactly. started making a move, didn't they? And the Dirty yeah. South and your Little John and stuff. But yeah, a big influence was Biggie and Pac because for me, and, and this is going to be controversial, but I like Biggie because of the songs he done. They were anthems, and sonically, yeah. I, I found him amazing in regards to the production and the style of what mm. he was doing but lyrically Pac was always an amazing yeah I think Pac was a bit of a poet wasn't he well, yeah, he was, he was talking about truths yeah. that no one was yeah, uh, yeah exactly yeah. Tupac Tupac was a, I agree with that completely I think Tupac had a message and a political side to him yeah, and yeah. that's not me saying that he was trying to play anything politics wise because politics has got a negative connotation but what I mean by that is he he had the message he was trying to force a movement he was trying yeah, to get yeah. somewhere yeah, where yeah. Biggie lyrically is amazing but ah, his songs they don't have the same depth of a message it yeah. was just feel good songs yeah he, he, had, he had deep songs but majority of the time what made him a hit was the Bangers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, juices, well, that, that was Bad Boy, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? That was yeah. Bad Boy that was, Productions. That was, that was, and that, Yeah, that's P. it. He did all that. Yeah, and that P. was that East Coast flavor. I mean, sampling uh, tunes from the 70s yeah, and yeah, 60s and, and making them into hip-hop bangers, really. Wu-Tang, though. You mentioned Wu-Tang and yeah. Nas. And I think that the influence of Nas and Wu-Tang, massive, massive influence. Big, yeah. big, I mean, Wu-Tang were the first people for, for me. I mean, this is just my experience where they had the whole crew. Definitely. They had the whole culture. They had their own vibe. It was they yeah. had their style. It was the Wu Tang style. I remember having a Wu Tang hoodie, and that was like oh, the man. best thing yes. I owned with that you, big W on the back. You know, you know, I, I'll tell you something. When I was younger, and um, I was a bit of a rebel, so I bought spray paint. And the old garage in Leicester, we have a garage in Leicester. It was blue, and I spray painted the Wu Tang sign yeah. on my garage. No <laughs> came home, and she was like, "Aki <laughs> 
And like, and yeah, no one's seen it because it got quickly painted and like. But it's gone. funny you say that because I used to scribble that logo yeah, in my textbooks at everywhere. school, yeah. like all the all the time. And then it was the chronic leaf. I used to do oh, that all yeah, the time man. as well from Dre. You know, all that, like, yeah. For me, like, New York was a big, big influence too. Yeah. To yeah. me, hip hop wise, more than LA. But they both, both both came hand in hand. Things you you could you could toss it up all day long. Yeah, like I was always originally West Coast, mm. but uh, I, as I grew a little bit older, I started appreciating the East Coast and the Diddy side a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. When I started getting to more R and B vibes, I started going more towards the East Coast. Yeah, and on that side of things. But it, it's funny you say that because I never, even though I knew the Wu Tang logo and stuff <clears> like that, I probably couldn't tell you three or four tunes of Wu Tang's. Right, I, if I heard them, I would know, yeah, you'd know but I couldn't away. recite them. But if if you ask me about Tupac songs or Biggie songs you and stuff, they're the one, yeah, that's yeah, it. I can start, start listening. listening. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Even with with Wu Tang, like obviously I I really liked them. I did buy the albums. Now I stream the albums, but I did buy the albums back in the day. And yeah, like I was I was more influenced in regards to RZA's production and how yeah. he put yeah. beats mm. together mm. for that time. Yeah, 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 and then watching stuff back now as an older and still learning. Like my craft never ends. I still learn every day a new technique. Definitely. And watching now with the power of YouTube and stuff, watching RZA's studio sessions mm. and seeing how he done it, and he still uses the old way of doing it. It's influential, like how they created mm. these amazing albums. So, what what was the first vinyl CD or tape even that you that you remember buying? First vinyl I ever bought was "Got Yourself a Gun, Nas." What a tune! Sick. What a tune! What a tune! Yeah. First, what a tune! First vinyl I ever bought was that. First CD I ever bought. The okay, first CD I was really excited to buy was Legalized Punjab BMC. That was a, you know what? Phenomenal album. Amazing album. Yeah. It broke barriers. The best, I'll say it straight, the best Punjabi album ever created. Reason being. I don't even think that's controversial. I think that's absolutely Reason great. being, not for Mundi Atabachkin's success. Reason being, it, it influenced every DJ producer, every mm. pro I would, if you're not influenced by Punjab BMC, mm. you don't listen to Punga. Look at how we sample the breaks on all the hip hop, yeah. Uh, yeah. from the hip hop instrumentals yeah. and put it in with Punjabi vocals yep, and and I can't remember if it was on Legalized but the Madonna tune yeah, as well yeah, sampled it yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. it Friends. it was it was yeah, I, yeah, think, that's I, think it, yeah, I think you're right about you know from a from a production standpoint how influential that is from a cultural perspective how influential that album is because like I like I mentioned before I was never really surrounded by Punjabi music mm. at all growing up I was really hip-hop reggae orientated from, okay. from my family but Legalized was the album that I remember got me thinking, I know these tunes that he's mixing. Yeah, now I'm exposed to this Punjabi music yeah, and I really, and, it, and he's done something different because my only previous exposure to it was like the old kind of, um, the, the the old vibes, the old bands, that kind of stuff. And yeah, that wasn't yeah, really yeah. my cup of tea. So I couldn't really identify with it as much. Yeah, but completely. PMC kind of switched that and he brought a new generation back yes. into Punjabi See, music. See, with me, I went a bit backwards. So I listened to Punjabi BMC and then started listening to Allah, Pahira, Apana Sangeet. I can relate to that, yeah. That. And I was like, oh, okay, 80s synths yeah. and stuff like, mm. okay. And then like growing up now and being friends with the people that produced these albums, like Buta Jack Pal and mm, yeah, yeah, Frantic yeah. Cam, like yeah, we... Yeah. Like we had this mad show in London once and it was all of us together in one minibus. And it was me releasing the, well, we'll talk about it later, but the Prophecy song. And then next to me is Buta Jagpal. Next to him is Frantic Cam. Opposite mm. him is Dr. Zeus. And opposite, next to him is Bali Jagpal. And I'm like, I'm in a car, which I shouldn't yeah, really yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, all of you... <laughs> I've somehow I'm fans of yeah. all yours. Like you're all my like my mates. They're my yeah, yeah. We chill. But 
it's like it was weird. Like I'm sitting there and Boot was like, yeah, bro, that song's really good. I'm like, you shouldn't be saying yeah. this. <laughs> that must be such a like a, Yo, a, a weird scenario I, I, I to, fanboyed, to be in. Man. I yeah. fanboyed, well, the, bro. the thing is, a lot of people probably listening to this know that Bally Jagpal, Boot Jagpal and, and Dr. Zeus, but it's funny and I, I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here, man. but I think it's fair to say a lot of people probably don't know who Cam Frantic is or Frantic Cam. Bro, the biggest. He's, he's he, he is the producer behind probably a lot of the tunes that were in people's childhoods or teen years. Uh, early 2000s, I would say yeah. he was behind 90% of the Punjabi industry. Yeah. yeah. 90%. Definitely. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 90%. He's an unbelievable producer. Yeah. Some of the biggest songs you've ever Never heard. really wanted to put his name to him as well. He was happy doing what yeah. he was doing. Bro, you'd be surprised. He produced for So Solid Crew. People wow. even know that. Wow. There you go. I remember when he he showed me like photos of um, Mega Man and Harvey and Romeo pulling up at his studio in right. in um, uh, Smethwick, his old studio. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Smethwick. I might have that wrong, but his old studio. And uh, he goes, yeah, there was black TTs outside Harps. He goes, you won't believe it. And he goes, that these... Mega in the yeah. black TT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, there were black TTs outside. He goes, they pull up, knock on the door. It's so Solid Crew. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, that's, that's a music video, that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's like, he goes, bro, how do you know about me? Yeah. He goes, oh, someone told us. And yeah, so it's mad. He's been, he's behind stuff that you wouldn't imagine. And yeah, he, and he, he, yeah he's just, it's crazy. I think it's a sign of a, a fantastic producer. I mean, as, as well, um, producers like Nit and Sonny. That Bad he, boy. You, you don't even know Bad half of the tunes that he's behind. They're commercial tunes, like mainstream tunes that this... Indian dude who kind of had this DMB ethnic vibe yeah, yeah, on his own true. albums is probably behind the, a lot of the industry's mainstream mm. production. Yeah, he, well, think about this way he's performed Royal Albert Hall like over, I think over 10 times. Wow. With a full orchestra. Man. It's crazy. That's an incredible achievement. Crazy. Like he's performed for the Queen and that. Like it's just mad. It is. And he's, he's great, great. I, I loved Rainfall by him, by the way. That was yes. Song. Great song. tune. Absolutely yeah. great tune. So early noughties, you were around, what, 13, 14 years old, unless maybe you were a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like an age on him, are you? Yeah, don't give it away, man. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so obviously you had this influence of music in your early years and yeah. you were you're very much into your garage and your hip-hop and that kind of thing. But yeah, man. what started exposing that interest in DJing and when did you first get the feeling that you wanted to go down that route and start playing music to people? So I had um, family friends who were DJs. Mm. Um, that I saw from afar and I was like, oh, okay, what's that? All right, cool, cool. Yep. And then I started watching DJs like DJ Cuba and Jazzy Jeff. Scratching it up. Yeah, man. And, and I was like, what is this? Yeah, man, yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah. So like, I think it was like probably two years past or a year past and I like sort of hounded my mom like as a young youngster, like 14 or 13 years old. I was like, I need some decks. So I bought these like Newmark decks with this Vaztec two-channel mixer back in the day. And uh, that's when I bought Got Yourself a Gun when I was like 16 yeah. or 14 or whatever it was, 15 maybe. And um, and yeah, I just started messing about with these decks and sort of getting into it mm. and then sort of learning how to do it, buying DJ magazines back in the day from the news agents, finding yeah. out new stylists to put on there. Put a 10p coin or a 2p coin to weigh yeah, the needle. Yeah, yeah, the way the needle, yeah. Oh man, like I remember doing my first gig when I was 17. I had 10 vinyls, three CDs, 18 tracks per CD, 10 vinyls, and I had a one hour. I was DJing 9 30 till 10 30. Yeah. And the club was packed. 
But, that was, but you, like you say, you took three CDs with 18 tracks per CD and 10 vinyls. That's like setting up a crate in Serato for your gig. It's not that much different, no, is it? It's not. just a manual way of doing manual, it. And there was no BPMs on your turntables. Your, your yeah, CD yeah, decks yeah. had no songs on there. So you put your CD in, you listen. No, next song. Uh, Rap mounted the, ones. Yeah, yeah. Rap mounted ones on there with a yeah, the little jump wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you can't even cue. You have to put it in position, press pause. Yeah. One, two, three. Them rubber buttons. And then you plus, have plus, to plus, plus, get plus, 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 plus. And like, yeah. So the, struggle, the, the struggles the struggle of the DJs real. used to go through. And like, you, you won't believe this. You know, I only started using Serato two years ago. Oh, no really? way. Yeah, man. Still on CDs? I was. I used to go to clubs. I used to be the worst. All these DJs were harps, man. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, Keep it old school, man. I'm like, yo, man. No, no, I started bringing USB. Okay, okay. I started, yeah, yeah, to yeah. clubs, I started bringing USB. But then like maybe a year before that, I had my little CD case because go there, do an hour. The harps, man. I was literally thinking about that I the other day. I laptop out, man. <laughs> the, the days when you used to go through your CD booklet. Oh, my God. And then at the end of a gig when they were everywhere, you had to pick them up and sort them back you out. You a CD and another CD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turn, that's oh, it. Yeah, CD. exactly. And then you have a little flash. I used to have a little flashlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that song. Right, right. And then the CD's in the wrong place. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's not that CD. Uh, I can't find the CD. Or it's scratched. Oh, that was even worse. <laughs> oh, bro, I remember when they used to jump in clubs. Yeah, you know, yeah. when the CD was scratching, like, yeah. please don't jump today. That's on fat now because people use loop rolls in that now to do that stuff. Back in those days, it was a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. So, so talking about that, so obviously you started off on Dex and you looked at inspiration from Cuba and Jazzy Jeff. Did you kind of go down the route as well as almost becoming the gen like the, a lot of people in the generation a computer DJ as well? Were you downloading the software as well and kind of doing your mashups and no. and that kind of stuff? Did you ever? No. I done remixes. Yeah. Um, back in the day, MSN days. Um, yeah. There was That's a, a flipping throwback. Isn't bro, it? wicked man, wicked days. Um, I met a lot of my friends then. Bro, I did. I still to this day. I I still talk to some of the DJs who. I'm not going to mention are probably some of the biggest producers in the game mm, that really? you all know. Wow. And I didn't know they were them back in the okay. day, right? But I'll say their DJ's name from back in the day. Yeah, and yeah. now who they are, you're like, nah, he didn't produce that. He yeah. did. So like DJ Dipper and... You know, eight, I grew up PS. with DJ Dipper. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I grew up with a guy, man. Local. What a guy. He's like, yeah, big up, big up, what a guy. We actually mentioned him on last week's show with now, right? I got a lot of time for DJ Dipper, man. I used to... I was rapping back in the day and uh, what was he, your name? Mac. Oh, just Mac. Mac yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were um, Slim Shady? Slim. Slim Delay. Uh, yeah, Slim yeah, Delay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I remember I remember. <laughs> yeah, so basically the, the roadshow back in the day was Sonic Sounds. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah, the Sonic yeah. Sounds. I wasn't no, 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 no. I just, I so Sonic just, were like one of the first Bradford roadshows, really. And they were really big back in the day. I designed their logo. No way. Oh, really? Back in the day, on no way. Photoshop, back that's in the day. I didn't think Dipper's first No way. So Sonic Sounds were obviously the first Bradford Roadshow, really. And then Dipper was always dropping these mixes and you used to download them from like Napster and LimeWire and all them. Leggy said he joined there with What's Love. Yeah. You know, my favourite till this day is Forgot About Dre and GT Road. Always. Boom. He had... He had... He has a real talent for yeah. hearing which songs can go together. Yeah, he was good like And he smashed it and he'd, uh, and you know, most importantly, he's a fucking great guy he as well. He is. Guy, he is such Wicked. a nice guy. Uh, see, back in the day, so it used to be all of us on MSN, we had a group. Um, mm. It was called Red Eye Sounds. Okay. 
Um, now you can interpret that, whatever, yeah. I was a kid, so I'd be like, Red Eye, yeah, sounds good. Uh, Red Eye sounds, so used to be Dipa, me, guy called DJ Chaos, guy called Dark and Dizzy. I remember uh, Dark and Dizzy. I didn't know him, though. I yeah, did I hear of Dark and Dizzy. Well, if you saw him now, you'd know who he is. He's <laughs> mad. Right. Um, DJ Licks, I think that gave away who that is. Um, APS, AMX. APS was that the Canadian I mean, APS? Yeah, yeah, the I legend, remember him. But legend, you know what? Bro. He was probably one of the first DJs that maybe when I was like 14, 15 years old, that was doing these kind of what, and I'm not saying that it's that level, but kind of like what Jaguar Squills does, you know? Yeah. yeah the yeah, multi led tune samples dropping in and it's just a chaotic mix. Yeah, but it's it like sounds five bad. songs over yeah, one yeah, instrumental yeah, with another yeah. instrument to come in yeah, with a sample yeah, yeah. inside with a thumbie for some reason. Oof. He was sick, man. He, 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 he was, and you know what? I still talk to him to this day on Twitter because he's not got Instagram, which is weird. <laughs> but on Twitter and uh, yeah, he's a wicked guy. Bro, him, he was a big influence. Very, because he almost gave me that Bajab BMC influence, but doing it in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And he, and Dipa actually was like, hops, download this thing called Acid Pro. Mm. And I was like, all right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just download it, bro. It's free, innit? Like back in those days, everything was free. Everything, everything was free, man. You, you just get a CD key, no yeah, problem. Yeah, bro, you didn't need to buy the <laughs> no, no. £200 Logic. No, no. It's like, free, bro. And um, I remember downloading it. He's like, all right, look, you can download instrumentals from here and uh, hear some Punjabi songs. I'll rip it from your CD and put them together. And this is how you BPM and just do something. And I was like, cool. And then we made this collective called Red Eye Sounds and we used to put it onto, uh, back in the day, there used to be a website called um, purepunjabi.net. Mm. Back in the day, yeah. Mm. It's been the first downloading website. And we yeah. used to have mixtapes on that. I used to do people's covers. Because I was always, always into like art. Like I was mm. a very art person. And like I used to design everyone's covers and another person would design it we used to do that 3D like Adobe oh yeah, look at yeah. me I'm cool I can yeah, do yeah. borders around my yeah, text <laughs> yeah. um, and then we sort of released these and we we got a real big buzz I remember getting like 17,000 downloads on a on a down, on a thingy and I was like well excited I was like what's going on here it's like amazing um, and that and back in those days I was called DJ Happy okay I was never DJ Hops okay and then when I grew up, I was like, I can't be DJ Happy yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you need to change your name. So in 2005, I changed my name to DJ Harps. But like back, it was so good. And those days, I would say I was a remixer. Mm, okay. I was sort of using the knowledge of how songs sounds. Maybe keys weren't right, I'll, I'll be honest. But I knew how to put two songs together and make it sound yeah. decent. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my mixes were very garage, very East Coast hip hop, whereas... Dippa was very club. Yeah, very, yeah. Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's what I would say was the closest I went to mashup. I never DJed on the computer. Like I never mm. bought, downloaded whatever the mm. iDJ or iTurntable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never done that. And like I said, I only started using Serato maybe, two, yeah, two just over two years ago. Do you, do, so you've gone through the, the eras of CDJ, DJ. Big time. Serato now, bit of vinyl before that. Do you yeah. miss do you miss the manual work of oh, DJ? No, I don't miss it because it was a headache. Yeah. It was an absolute ball ache. Yeah. Now looking back at yeah. it, I'm thinking, what yeah. did we go through? <laughs> you know? You guys have got it easy. Really, I say to all the really new DJs, oh, yeah. and they'll hear me on this, yeah, mm. which is cool. And all, big up to the new DJs because they brought the skill to a whole different yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They use Serato like I can never use it like that. I, I can't use it. I do one song points there, and that kind of and stuff. And I've no. got keyboard. No. 
And they're like, yo, mix instrumental. And I'm like, bro, just chill. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me do my thing. Right. And, um, but th- th- like, I-, I, will g- I will give the youngsters one thing, yeah. I'm sounding so old, but I'll give the newer generation a- one thing. They are amazing on what they do. Absolutely. But if I didn't go through, or we didn't go, like you guys and the same thing, if we didn't go through that struggle of manual mm. and try to find a song and try to see if it's the same BPM, let alone being able to see a wave on your computer and mm. knowing where the drop's yeah. going to come. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'd be where we are now and how we're influenced to be DJs. That, that's why I intentionally in clubs take a USB stick. Yeah. I will never take a laptop yeah. to a club. Yeah. Um, because I, will st- I still want to be able to go to a club, have my USB. Yes, it'll be full of 100 songs just in case someone's played the song before I come on mm. or I don't want to play that song or play something different. That's the easy that I'd have to lift loads of CDs, but I want to still be able to know that I can do the manual job. Right. Mm. That's why I, I, I make sure there's CDJs and I can make sure I can use a USB with my headphones. As annoying as it is, sorry, DJs. I know you have to unplug your Serato boxes <laughs> and make sure my phones are behind the mixer, <laughs> but I'm here to stay. <laughs> but even like you, like you say, you got to unplug your Serato boxes. That's actually not the case these days because we've got controllers. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is yeah, the thing. Yeah. I, I I went through the same struggles as yeah, you yeah. did. Like I went from CDs, and then I bought a Serato yeah. SL3. Yeah. Um, and then I was taking my my box, and then if you're taking over from another DJ, you had to switch over yeah, a deck at a yeah, time yeah, yeah, and yeah, do all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And that was a real struggle. But now, like clubs have got controllers in there. Yeah, yeah true. And so you literally just they've got two USBs, and you can just switch and just plug the USB in. Yeah, it's it is amazing. I mean, I think you're right there. The technology is taking it to a new level. The new generation have taken the technology to another, another they have level, 100%. which is which is great to see. Innovation is always great to see. But I tell you what, it, I look at DJs sometimes because I'm happy to be behind the mic just emceeing, Yo. and I look at them and I think it's still a ball ache. You might not have to carry the flight. You might have to carry the flight cases, but the skill level now yeah. is yeah. just gone up it, to a yeah, crazy yeah, level, bro. Like I've seen some mad DJs in my time now, especially like even the older DJs, like your um, your Semtexes, your Capers, mm. um, all these DJs from back in the day. Even Jazzy Jeff, like I've had it, mm. I've had the pleasure of DJing in the same club as Jazzy Jeff maybe five six times. Wow. Um, oh, I was in the bungalow room, bro. He was yeah. in the it's Doesn't not matter, like I. Matter, matter, you're on the same flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in the same, same flight. You're in the, in the same, same building, breathing the same air. That's yeah. good enough for me. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. Uh, again, sorry for going on a tangent. No, no, absolutely. Go. But imagine this. I knew Jazzy Jeff was going on at one o'clock. I was the resident DJ at the club. I was like, I was like, bro, you always want a DJ. I know that guy. Drop some songs. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, drop some songs. Quickly left, went to the main room, just stood there watching. <laughs> watching him. I'm like, bro, this is the best. I'm only going to watch 15 watching minutes to go back, but this is sick. Yeah. And you know, the way that he, yeah, he's, ne- but then now seeing him do the next level with the Serato, it just shows the the stuff that you can do now mm-hmm. is is mad, but then use the skills from back in the day. Yeah. This, which, is, which is great to see because, you know, the new DJs, it's like, young generation growing up with iPhones and iPads, they know it instantly because they bought up with that, right? But for Jazzy Jeff, for Semtex, for Caper, for you, you take what you've learned in the past and take it forward. But I always find it really interesting and difficult that you have to reinvent yourself as a DJ as technology changes. It's not like you've been born into Serato and it's all you know. Like you had to know vinyl, then CDs, then Acid, then this, then this, and now onto Serato. To keep ahead, and your career is so successful, but to keep on top of your game while everything around you is changing, mm. that's not no easy feat. 
Well, it's hot. You know, when I transitioned to Sorato, and the only reason I done that was because I had a lot of demand to do weddings. I'm not a wedding DJ. Mm. Putting it out there. So don't try to book me. <laughs> In regards, you're not going to ring my phone. Yeah, don't, don't book you for a 30 person wedding that you can have. Right <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard about it. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, like, as in, you, you can book me, but. I'm not like a roadshow DJ in that sense. I, I do like doing weddings and the demand came in. So I did consciously do it. And it was it was basically a push from friends who were DJs as well saying, bro, look, this is what you can do. You get this laptop, your whole collection and more. You download off iTunes, drag it in the MP4 mm. or the AIF and it's there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and the only shortcut I know is command left, command right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Otherwise, oh, one, two, three, four. <laughs> If I need drops. Them, four drops, <laughs> yeah, if I yeah. need them, that's it. Otherwise, everything's still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First play. <laughs> so, around that noughties, early 2000s era, the Midlands had a fairly big presence yeah. when it came to DJs, producers. Did you look to some of them artists for inspiration? Like you had Punjabi MC, you had Cray Twins doing a big thing mm. around that time. Zeus, mm. and even I was just thinking the other day, Sangra vibes, bad, bad boy. You know what? They've unfortunately been forgotten about, or the generations now don't really know about them. Unfortunately, I know the younger brother passed away. Yeah, and it kind of died out. But I don't think the producers that I said before and Sangra vibes, uh, especially, get enough credit yeah, as big, well. Big and Sangra, so, so we. Did you f seek inspiration from them when you were transitioning maybe from the DJ side of things into musical production and that kind of thing? Sangra, I, I, well, how can I say it? They, I saw them grow up. Oh, um, wow. They were at school with my cousin. Right, right. <laughs> so like, I, I, we used to play football. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, R.I.P. Like, they kept like Manny and who passed away mm. and Gopi, obviously his brother. Um, their dad is actually a big, big influence. Rocket, um, probably one of the um, best like no sorry not best of star one of the most amazing stars mm. um, I've seen who plays Sarangi Vajja like classically trained. they were very very instrument and musically influenced yeah. you know when you said that side of things. was your family ever in music mm. mine wasn't but their family is music yeah, their yeah. dad is an amazing amazing musician wow. Um, so again, Mani and Gopi were taught at a very young age. Tabla, Tolki, Tol, Sarangi, Vajja, they play everything. Mm. So imagine having two Sukhshinda Shindas mm. yeah. next to each other. Wow. Or two school and Shinda in the same building. Yeah, yeah. That's them too. I mean, what's unfortunate now is that you can't seem to source a lot of their music. It's not... It's almost... It was, it was this point in time yeah. that you can almost go back to and it's not... Been, it's not on Apple Music nah, or it's, it's very Spotify. limited anyway no, it's not, it's not on there. Spotify yeah, yeah, yeah. none of that yeah, yeah. you have to have had the CD or the original legal download if you ever had it yeah, yeah. but I, th I don't think they get the credit they deserve and especially being from Leicester as well yeah, yeah. like I said did you kind of see them as an inspiration um, yeah I, their sound was very inspirational I would say um, because we all grew up together, I wouldn't say I saw them as an inspiration, mm. but I saw as, their as peer, journey. Like as peers. As, yeah, we were, but we were all in the same field at the same time. I think they released before I released. No, did we release at the same time? No, they released uh, Unleashed before I released my first main single. Um, and I, I think they had a... Yeah, they sort of released very young. And that album, in my eyes, is a classic. Mm. Um and yeah, I, I don't think they get enough credit in the industry, but mm. 
you know, it, it, they were a big part of Leicester, I would say, 100%. Yeah. And in the Bhangra industry, I would say they're still prolific for what they've done on their on yeah. that album especially and going ahead and doing stuff for Marnicky and people mm. like that. They, mm. They've done some really, really, really good but stuff. Even even with Cray Twins, I mean, they yeah. they tr was one of the... Because I, I remember my... I bought the vinyl for uh, for what, what we, do. we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Twister and Gappy Ranks and and Lethal B. I bought I bought that vinyl, but you know, what I do remember is going to a crate a gig where Cratons were playing in Manchester, mm -hmm. and it was probably one of the first gigs I ever went to that was full of opera in there, yeah. right? But there wasn't one Bhangra tune being played. Mm. Probably Munda to Bachke. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. went in into that transition. Yeah. And they broke that barrier. Yeah, two Sardars. Two Sardars. Gutti Wale. Yeah. And, and and it, was, was, no, it, it was absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, again, I was talking earlier about how legalized and that whole era brought brought about a new generation of people who yeah. might not have heard Bhangra, but the Cray Twins I for, you know I forgot about that tune and yeah. like you say about it goes out of your mind but I remember when that tune came out and it was the first time I was like I feel proud to see two seat guys proper sings in the top 20 in the top 20 doing yeah. their thing Incredible. and being accepted into this culture because yeah, yeah. it was like they brought the best of both worlds together for me and it was like and they did yeah they this was amazing and it was an amazing sound an amazing vibe two incredibly talented people doing what they do yeah, man. but culturally again the acceptance of seeing your people in the mainstream because there wasn't that many back then was there there wasn't like a hell of a lot of people the, the, well, when when Kratons released what we do um i don't think there was probably ragav yeah yep and early jay sean, early jay sean. yeah yeah, yeah. that's so right Richard, Richard, so it was that era I think there was a good spin when Dance With You, Ragav So Confused and Angel Eyes, Cray Twins, What We Do. Mm. And then straight after What We Do is when the big one happened, when Pajab BMC went top five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, it was that that time was amazing. It was. It was an amazing so, time. Do, would you say that that, that was quite a, an influential time for you? Uh, it, no, it was an inspiring time. Inspiring. Yeah. It was more inspiring than influential. It was more like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, we can yeah. do this. Yep. Weed. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can look this way mm. and I can do that. Right. Right. There is a way. There mm -hmm. is a way. Yeah, you yeah. just need to basically catch on or, that, or they need to catch on. Yeah. I think so that's, that's you know, it's an important message and it's not necessarily music related, but seeing people be successful who look like you, who have the same background as you, yeah, you know, we're talking about the younger generation. It's so important for them to see heroes and people that they admire going forward and being accepted because it makes them believe that they can do it too. 100%. 100%. Mm. And this is going to sound so like, like I know it's a music podcast, but it's like when kids see Barack Obama become president. Yeah. Right? You know a whole generation or a whole culture is now influenced by Barack Obama. Right. right. He's in the White House. He, mm. was, he was in the White House. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be like, we can do this now. Yeah. We can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do it. There's no way of, now you've seen it, you can do it. It's like when Will Smith won an Oscar. Mm. We can do it. Yeah. yeah. It's when Pajal hey. BMC went top five, went on top of the pops. Can be done. Yeah. Bro, my man was number one in Germany for what, how many ever weeks? Oh, yeah. Flying out He's still got a massive following in like Norway and, and all that Northern European countries. He's Bro, out there all the time. His his tours are mad, man. Yeah. The guy goes Russia every year. Well, not anymore, but because of the... <laughs> but as in, but he went Russia every year and he DJed for like the king's daughter and he done some mad stuff man 
He's, yeah. d- he's done it all. He's done it all. And, and for such a long period of time as well, it wasn't as if he was just a trend for mm. a small period of time. He's, he's been doing this for what, 30 years? 30 odd years yeah since I was born bro yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> literally basically but, but I'll be honest like, when you say influence he himself Punjabi MC is my biggest influence and still is till this day okay still right. till this day Punjabi MC is amongst producers artists and career he is my in my eyes Punjabi wise my number one actually no overall I would say in one of my biggest or the biggest influence to me. And I'm lucky enough to say, you know, he's a very good friend of mine. He gave me a chance when I was young. He took me to Dubai oh, wow. for a show. He goes, Harps, I've, I've got a show in Dubai. You're coming with me. And I was like 18. I was like, what? Why? He goes, you're coming with me. He goes, I need you to sh- see what we can do and how outside of UK, how they perceive us and what mm. we do as Punjabi music. Mm. And I was like, yeah, man, that's, yeah, I'm down. So like he came came to Leicester, picked me up. And uh, it was funny. We were in Dubai for literally 24 hours. <laughs> wow. It was mad. Bro, you don't understand. We, we drove from Leicester to Heathrow on a plane, Dubai. That night, done the show. Next morning, straight on the plane on the way back. He goes, how was it? I went, tired. <laughs> I'm knackered. It's not what people make it out yeah, to be. It's bro, not it's like, it. You don't go there, have holidays, yeah, bro. No, like, absolutely oh, go, go, not. Go. But it was, it, for that, it showed me, okay, this is possible. I can leave the UK be able to get on a flight that someone else has paid for and do a show in front of people that you're never going to see again, maybe. Mm. You may do another show, but they're never seeing you. They're, like, they only know you from a song. Yeah. So when he walked in and they announced Pajab BMC, and like, he's like, yeah, and the first song he played was Mundi Atabachkine, original. People went mental. And then the last song he played was Mundi Atabachkine with Jay-Z. Mm. It was mental, bro. And, and, like, and what, influ- what also influences me on that is when he told me the story on the way down that, bro, you won't believe it. When Jay-Z rang my phone and he goes, yo, what's going on? It's Hove. I hung up. <laughs> he goes, yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah. And he hung up. And he rang me again. I didn't pick up. And then he rang his, his wife. I was going to mention her name, but and his wife. And she goes, you better pick up the phone. And wow. he's like, it's, I mean, and he picked up the phone. It's Jay-Z, man. Jay Z on the phone to you, bro. Well, I don't know what I do. Song, I don't not know what I would do. It's not like your song is yeah, a boom yeah. bap song. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your song is fully shut up, be uncles at a wedding. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. you've got Jay Z singing R O C and you know what I mean, yeah, like yeah. Pajab BMC and the Rock. Sick. Oh my, got that on and, vinyl and that, as well, man. And that is one of his tunes that he still always does. I mean, I've seen Jay Z live like yeah, he five, it. six oh, times. Performs in the UK. This is you know. I can't remember when when he did the remix, what year it was, but you know, I think I saw Jay Z live maybe a couple of years ago, and it was one of the songs that everyone's waiting for, and not not the Asian people in the crowd. Everybody's Everyone. waiting for that tune. Everyone. You go anywhere in the world. You go Mexico. You go Japan. You go Australia. Oh, you go hits. anywhere in the world, regardless what's going to happen. Even if it's not the Jay Z version, Mundi Atabachke is going to be played. Yes. Yeah. It has got to be. I know people say no. The biggest song of Punjabi history is not the. Yes, it is. It is. Mondiata Bajke is the biggest Punjabi song ever to be made. Yeah. Reason being, globally expect, accepted mm. by all cultures. Yeah. Yep. All people. Absolutely. You it's don't know the words, but someone got ding 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 ding. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. that song. Yeah. Bro. Everybody knows it. Exactly. People know that song. People and the fact that, that people can do that and they're like, boom, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Kind of. It's kind of like. I mean, I don't know enough about this, but it's kind of like. The Punjabi gasolina. 
Like everybody knows oh, gasolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everybody, you don't what need to know. Then, yeah, yeah, you don't need to understand yeah. the words. You don't need to know. It's a vibe. It's yeah. a vibe. And people appreciate the music. And I think these international songs, it's it's difficult sometimes when you don't understand the words because you, you don't know what's going on. You just hear someone talking. But yeah. when something crosses over where you don't even need to understand what someone's saying yeah. to enjoy it, 100%. it shows the sign of an amazing tune. Yeah. Migante. Nicky yes. Jam, J yeah. Balvin. Yeah. You yeah. know what the hell they're saying? Yeah. I don't have a clue. No. But and reggaeton vibes is just a vibe, no, man. That's all it is. J Balvin is getting billions. Oh, massive, yeah. massive, oh, massive. Yeah. Billions. Nicky Jam's just I know we're going to put a complete tangent now, but Nicky Jam's got some absolute bangers. Absolute bangers. <laughs> Listen, when I okay, I heard Migante, I was like, yo, this is sick. Because it reminds me of Gasolina mm. and I was like yeah this is sick and then I started looking and I was like 1 billion views billion mm. yeah yeah oh, 1.2 billion views what 6 billion but you think that Latino community in the US yeah. all over Spain oh, yeah. in South America I, I, I saw I went yeah. the last I think it was last year I went to see Nicky Jam in London he came oh, to wow. London been and wow. like I, I speak Spanish so luckily I know oh, some yeah. I know some of the stuff he's talking about not you know a lot of it's slang so I don't get it all but Nicky Jam was another one where you're listening and you're like, I didn't know you did this song. I didn't know you did this song. And I know these songs. It's like yeah. this. I, I couldn't tell you what they were called at that point. But I was like, I know this song. I know this song. I've I know this song. song. I've heard this song. And it's yeah. stuck. It, it goes ingrained in your brain. And to, to loop this back around to Punjabi music, there's these songs like Mundi Bachke, which are in other people's psyche. It's not just a song. Yep. It's stuck in their yep. brain on a deep, deep level. People don't know who Punjabi MC would be. Yeah. Maybe if you go Vietnam, and you hear Munda Tabachi, they're only playing it because they know tingalingaling. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, this is a vibe, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, that singer for Jump BMC is wicked, right, bro. Right. They think he's sad, doesn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know my playlist for the way home now, for the drive home. It's like, legalize Nicky Jam. Someone listens to what I'm listening to, be like, what the hell is this? What's going on here? So you. You started on the the club DJ route as well, and you were a resident. Well, talking about Cray Twins, the I believe the club that it was filmed in, you were a resident at Lounge yeah, One, right? I was, first, I was yeah. Was really, that was really that nice. one of your first residencies in yeah, your? It, it was the first. Re no, was it? The, yeah, it was the first residency. So, how long before that were you? Did you start DJing? Because obviously, looking into it, your name was circulating on like Punjab two thousand forums oh, alongside. Fuck. A lot of road shows back in like 2005, 2006. Like yeah, you were, you were, you were being typed up in the same forums as like Kickley Roadshow, DJ Harvey, and all local Leicester DJs. Yeah, yeah, man. So did you start off? I know you said you're you're not a, a wedding DJ. Did you start off down that route because naturally sometimes it's the easiest place to start? Well, weddings. Yeah, and no, roadshow kind sort of thing. Did no. you ever do that? No. So you went straight into clubs? Always. I went straight into DJing at little bars. Mm -hmm. So a couple of bars in Leicester. Is that R&B or Bhangra vibe? What was that? Okay. R&B, yeah, yeah. hip-hop, garage, house. Um, so I, what kind of stuff were you playing? Let's. Uh, just R&B wise, I was, you know, you play your Pretty Rickies, you play your Neos, yep, you play yep. that sort of more chill. I was, I was more chilled out bars. Low so jumps. Like, yeah, people coming in, having a couple of drinks, you play your Let Me Love You. They're, oh my God. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're my favourite bars, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Trust me. <laughs> favourite bars because that's where all the ladies yeah, yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, and then you play your like, little, like, little deep house sets yeah. and that, your old school deep house sets, your little bit of rock. Put your bit of Robin S in there because yeah, they love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of curing, curing cause because they love that sort of stuff. So those sorts of bars, it was just basically practicing mm. to get onto a higher level. Okay. So those bars gave me a chance to practice mm. in a real situation. 
and make real mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I, and this is being completely honest. I was not a roadshow DJ. I didn't start doing weddings till probably five years ago, properly. I did a bit of roadie work because my friends were roadshow DJs. Sounds of Punjab back in the day, uh, Twin Beats uh, from Leicester. Mm -hmm. They are my brothers. They, I would say they are probably some of the, they are the, one of the influences for me because they produce, they are bad boy DJs. They taught me how to DJ to the next level. Yeah. For me learning a club DJ, mm -hmm. for them to be hops, you know, you can do this roadshow thing and it, it creates income. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to be classed as, I don't want to be branded as DJ Hops Roadshow. I don't, I don't want that. Like mm. I always, this, I don't want to sound big headed, but always felt that I was an artist. Mm. Okay. And mm. I wanted yeah, yeah. to create art. Yeah. I didn't want to be boxed into a place where, or oh, DJ, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Like, mm. you know, it depends on what you aspire to do. And right. I, I aspire to be a, a Scott Storch or a Dr. Dre or a Swiss Beats or a Pharrell or a Punjab BMC. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Big up to the roadshow DJs because it's hard work. Because oh, I've yeah, done roadie yeah. work. It's a different I grind. Pick, I've it's picked different speakers grind. up. I've picked yeah. amp, those amps, bro. Oh my mm. God, never again. Them racks, man. Bro, oh my God. Visual racks. <laughs> amp, amp racks. Oh my God. Allow it, bro. And, uh, you know, when the speaker wire is not working and you're at a gig. <laughs> Trust me. And you have to go to Maplin's to get something. It's just. A, you know. I've had my amp go down back in the day. Like one channel just. Yo, when it overheats. Yeah. And you're there in the middle of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pull the volumes down, turn it off. Yeah. And so, like, like you say, I've, I've done the roadie work. Yeah. I, I, I my early days, I, I did a bit of roadshow DJing and yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. And it was, and it show, was, yeah. it was almost a gateway because that was the easiest way in. And that was when I thought Bhangra was my way forward into DJing. But, oh, okay. but then later on, I went down the R and B uh, route, just, just like you, yeah, DJing yeah. in clubs and, and yeah. that kind of thing. And, and Mac was my, my hype yeah. man oh. for a number of years. And you're right, it's, it's backbreaking stuff, and it takes. A certain kind of person to to keep with that because it's a slog and a half. It's a whoa. it's a slog and it's, a half. It's a full day shift, man. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. a wedding yeah. is ten till six. Oh, well, sorry, a wedding is twelve till six. You're in there at nine. Yeah, you're leaving at eight. Yeah, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna shut up, Bianco's gonna knock you out. Yeah. You know, play someone's chokila request. I remember I've done wed I have done weddings, of course, but like I was mostly the roadies and doing like triple gigs and stuff for people that had gigs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but my grind till this day always has been clubs. I yeah. don't think I've stopped DJing in clubs. Vaigadikarpana, like the shows of obviously now they have stopped because yeah. the time we're in. Yeah. Uh it's great. It's great to have a break. But they they haven't stopped. Even this year I was like you know, touch of wood, international bookings and stuff. So for me, I started at clubs, started mm. at bars, sorry. And then like I said, my first residency as a Bhangra DJ was at um, Lounge One in Leicester back in the day. Okay. And I was 16 years old. 16, bro. And I used to be there. No, sorry, 17. 16? 17. Something like that. But I never drank. Let's just say you wasn't 18. I wasn't 18, <laughs> bro. I wasn't 18. <laughs> Sue me, bro. No, no. I wasn't 18. But they, but they knew because I never drank. Yeah. So they knew I'm not going to come and get pissed. Yeah. I didn't smoke. Yeah. I don't smoke. Mm. And I just go, I do the early set. I'll be done by 11 o'clock. I'll be home and I go to school the next day. My mom goes, Straight. That's what she said. She goes, She goes, if you don't wake up at 8 o'clock, she goes, Shitter. 
Straight. That's the ultimate ultimatum, isn't yeah. it? Ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. back in those days, people used to smoke in clubs. So I used to come home reeking Ugh. of fags. Oh, I remember mate. those days. My pug used to reek of fags. Mommy had to say, "Could I be in that night?" But your whole house is thinking. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was a messed up thing. I remember. That smell didn't leave, man. And you know what? People used to come to the club at nine o'clock, and the clubs used to finish at two. They were the best days. Yeah. Do you mean? And so, yeah, uh, uh, going back to the question, my my grind started at bars, mm -hmm. um, learning my craft, learning the CD decks, learning the vinyl decks live as well as at home, and then moving on to clubs and then just never stopping being on try. And can I be honest with you? It wasn't about the money. It was about the networking. Yep. My thing was, you know what? Make friends, Harps. Yeah, yeah. Network. And still to this day, those people, I, st I, I still have friendships with all of them. And still to those days, funnily enough, some of the promoters still book me. Mm. Like, and yeah, it, it just carried on. Like, I always that's felt like it, the man. clubs were... I, I, I think that's, that, there was a period of time where a lot of DJs, there was a little bit of, let's say, Akkar in the industry. Oh, where it was... Especially when I was in the club. I know there still is, but the thing is, I think being nice was underrated. Like and people thought, oh, in order to get in this entry, you got to be ruthless, right? You've got to be, you've got to do anything to get ahead. But in actual fact, people, people were networking like with people and stuff still, still work, worked then, and it still works, bro. That that that's what that's what the thing is. Like I I remember I joined Twitter in two thousand and nine, yeah, two thousand and nine, and through Twitter, I made some of the best friends, like in yeah. regards to industry friends. Mm. Um, some of the biggest artists in Bollywood, some of the biggest artists in Punjabi music, some of the biggest A&Rs in hip-hop and R&B that I still talk to. I was gassed. Interscope Records followed me. I was like, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That is Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I made it, mama. Interscope. <laughs> like, no, but it was it was like, you know what? I I always, I, I, I don't know, like people have spoken, you, you guys have spoken to me. I don't have an attitude towards this industry. My thing is, you know what? Be nice to people. Mm. It comes back to you. Right. The, mm, energy you, bring, you the energy you give out is what comes back to you. Yeah, and, but absolutely. if it doesn't come back to you the same way, those are the people that you don't chill with yeah. or or need to network with. Yeah, or yeah. You don't need them in, in your path. And my thing is like, you know what? This is my journey and I'm, I'm doing it. And it's, and it's touch wood. It's, it's going all right. That's good, man. And, right, man. and as you progress through and you... You went down the production route mm. and you released uh, in 2012, you released John Natchadi with Bakshi Billah. So the years leading up to that and the transition from DJ into producer, how yeah. did that come about? So again, it, it came to production. Obviously, I would say the first thing I learned was when I was younger, at, you know, good while learning the tabla and the harmonium. Mm. So that sort of sparked the musical aspect of that side. And then... Learning that for about five years. Five years? Yeah, I think five years, just over. And then carrying carrying on that at home. Having a vajja. Uh, no, having tabla at home. Learning the tabla even more by myself. Learning from what I've done and just experimenting. On top of that, going into the remix side of things when I've done all the remixes. So that sort of gave me a bit more software knowledge yeah. on what to put together and how to do this and how to cut a song and take out the hook and maybe just have the hook, maybe take out a verse or shorten a song, longer song. Oh, if I use this kick and this clap from this song, 
make a whole new beat over it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm creating yeah. beats right, over right. songs. So these are like the building blocks. Building of, yeah. blocks of what happened. Mm. And then using the knowledge from harmoniums, knowing rags, keys, mm. um, you know, knowing what sort of someone's singing in or what scale they're singing in type of thing. And then learning um, early productions that I'd done were on Acid Pro um, yep. 6. Yep. I think I released my first song, which was before John, actually, sorry. This was like um, on VIP record. I've been with VIP since I was 18. And I'm old now. And, um, 19 now. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm 21 now, bro. I'm 21. Um, and uh, the first song I ever released on VIP Records was a song called Tera Suit Shishiawala from Pure Desi Volume 2. Okay, yeah, no yeah. No one yeah. knows it, bro. I don't, I don't No, but I remember it. the album Pure Desi Volume 2. No I'm glad no one's heard it. I'm glad. We'll find it. Oh, please don't, bro. Yeah. Don't put it as the background. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, everything was on key, which is good, but the yo, the mix was disgusting on that song. Oof. Anyway, <laughs> um, that was my first song, and for some reason, EastEnders played it, and I was like, God, why did you? You know when Priya Kaldas used to be on yeah, EastEnders, yeah, yeah, they yeah, played yeah. it on the show, right? Wow. And I was like, Why? This is embarrassing. What do you mean? Why? That's your claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, no, back in there, but now looking yeah, back, yeah, absolutely. What? So that I done Acid Pro, um, and then the song after that, which was Disco the Dance um, from Bongra Duets Volume One, which was. Probably a couple of years after Pure Dissy One and Two. Um, again, that chart that was when iTunes first started. Right, right. And that went number seven on iTunes World Chart without a video, without promotion. I didn't even know it came out. No. Someone way. rang me and yeah. said, Bro, you got a song out. I'm yeah. like, Have I? <laughs> they got Disco Dance. I went, I've done that like a year ago. When did it come out? He went, Yesterday, bro. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then found out it got charted and I was like, okay, this. Right. So these were all on compilation albums, these weren't are compilation they? Albums. Okay. So this was okay. again my building blocks to yeah, yeah. what my sound would become. Mm. And then I obviously during that time I, I started learning uh, more and more about production using um uh, so, uh Cubase back in those days. Yep. Um on how to produce and you know what's you know how to program drums and how to actually play keys in and play melodies knowing chord mm. progressions and a lot of reading and when YouTube came YouTube was my savior. How to play, what is an F minor chord? Okay. Okay, what is a, you know, harmonic minor? Knowing these things and yeah. learning what they are and how they look like on a keyboard and then mm. putting that into a song and yeah. and finding out a key of a song. Yeah. Okay, someone's giving me a vocal, you know. What key is it? Yeah, yeah. God bless his soul, DJ Vips, he's passed away, but yeah. he was like an amazing person who gave me this whole chance he'll give me he gave me a cd full of mongol sing songs you mongol sing mm -hmm. uh, rail gaddi yeah mm -hmm. yeah right gave me a whole cd full of his songs he goes bro you're gonna do his album bro i didn't but <laughs> <laughs> the songs yeah and i was like okay i was sitting there i was like oh god you know nothing's labeled it's just track one yeah okay i'll play it okay cool this doesn't sound right why doesn't it sound right okay keyboard d d d d okay he's singing in d sharp okay d sharp d sharp then when i play d sharp chords why are they not right oh he's singing in minor Right, oh, okay. then I'm yeah, learning yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. Right. Right. And then all of that brought me to what Jan Nasti was. Jan Nasti was a release and a of me learning the past six years, solid six years of how to make Bhangra, but the way that I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And then became that became Jan Nasti. That was my here you go. Yeah. This is a, And what a great a tune polished, it was. I mean, it was it was polished. Thank you so much. It was such a, a polished you, tune and Thank the you. way that it was composed and the way that it was mixed was brilliant. It was fantastic. And it and it's still a hit. Quick one. I composed that song with Bakshi Billah in Jalandhar in India, mm. not knowing never recorded a singer in my life. Yeah. 
It was me, Bakshi Billah, Master Sleem, Nashatter Gill, Satwinder Bugga in one room. Yeah, now what a room! And it was three days before my twenty-first. Wow. wow! I released that when I was twenty-four. So how long have I had that song for before I released it? Bloody hell! I wanted it that perfect because I, as soon as he sang it to me, as a party, I got on. He goes, "Gana likhani bas meko aye." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I have. So he had like five, like three writers wrote that song. And we were all sat in this room, and I was like, Salim's next to me. Nashatter Gill. Oh that my God, I don't want that. I was like, I have songs for everybody. <laughs> But obviously, Bakshi Billah is who I wanted. And um, yeah, and it was like three days before my 21st. And then I released it on my, uh, I was 24, 25. Yeah, when I released it. So within the same year, you released uh, Nakra Panjambanda. Yes. And Branda was the year after. Yes, it was, yeah. So both were absolute dance floor. Bangers, thank you, so and much. hits, and thank like you, you say, they you. they show you your journey from five years before, yeah, leading up to that, and an absolute finished product. Thank mm. you so much. Were they, were, did they come out, and was the response to that exactly how you wanted it to be? It exceeded my expectation. Yeah. I was not expecting like the response and mm. a, a growing fan base, and and like imagine I released those songs, there was no Instagram. Yeah, it's there crazy. There was nothing. It's crazy there was to Facebook, think. Yeah, and there was a little bit of Twitter. Yeah, like there was only a couple of people on Twitter, but it was mostly Facebook. Mm. Um, and those days you couldn't stream, so it was just buying. Yeah. So people were buying this song. I remember I was sitting, having a meal when John Nash. Well, we'll talk John Nash. When John Nash came out, I was with my friends, Twin Beats, and a couple of others. Mm. We were eating, and it was just about to turn midnight. And he goes, "Hops, you know your song comes out in like five minutes." <laughs> and it came out, and everyone posted on the Facebooks. And at five past, it was number one. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like what? And the response I was not—I was expecting some people to know in Leicester. Yeah. But then, like, I would go around the UK, and people are like, "Yo, you done that song, bro!" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What?" And then when Paranda came out, it just because I was the th- third in line after Nakarap and Jabanda, and and then D Sobs. So Paranda came out with him. Mm. Um. It, you could you could tell a difference, and again, I I I, I, I did not expect any of it. Mm. I'll be honest. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. That's brilliant. That um, I that think that's the best yeah. thing as well when it takes you by surprise. That yeah. you don't that you know what you've done is the best product, but then for other people to appreciate it, it probably feels like, hang on, this has paid off now. Yeah, for when when I got to Pananda, it was like an upgraded version of Jan Natsi. Yeah. My mm. production mm. was. On a bit more of a higher level because yeah. I had a because from when John Ashley came out, whole slew of songs came out. So I learned from those songs right. from the Punjabi hordes, DJ Sanjay's um, albums that were coming out mm. around that PBNs and all these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to those albums that were coming out the same time as John. 2012 was a big year. Yeah, mm. it's a very big year. Yep. And from there, listening to what happened going into 2013 when I released Paranda, I was like, okay, I need to switch it up a bit. I need right. to make it a bit more mm, clubby. Yeah. Uh, John Nasty was a polished Pongra song. I need something a bit more bumpier for the youth. Yeah. So Pananda was that. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you use a word there which I think is really important. And it, when I think of your production, no matter what vibe it is, yeah. the word polished does oh, come to mind. So much, because man. I think that sometimes when that polish isn't there, yeah. it makes and breaks a song. You can have good vibes, you can have good instrumentals, but polishing that song up really nice is what sets it apart and Thank that's you, the word that I always think about when I listen to your music I think it's polished Thank it's professional so it's done right that, that and, you, and it doesn't surprise me that you spent so much time before you released that tune yeah. because 
it sounds like time, love, care, effort was spent getting it right, not rushing it through. Yeah, still till, still until now, I don't release many songs. Like, mm. if you type into uh, whatever, Apple Music or Spotify, and you type DJ Hobbs, there's not that many songs. Well, no, I want to move on to that. Yeah. Because you then brought out the Lost Tape. No, album. I never brought that <laughs> But that's on, that's on Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, it got leaked. Oh, my God. It <laughs> got leaked. Oh, mate. I didn't bring it out after that, basically. Well, what's the, what's the tea oh, about that then? man. That was an album that I was making okay. on VIP Records before John Natsdi. No, okay. around the same time as John Natsdi. And for some reason, it got leaked or released early. That's not, None of the songs are finished. Mm. You got Indakuna from N Karma. You got Bikram Singh on there. You got just yeah, yeah. You got so many people. I was like, what? And then when I talked, I was like, oh my God, this is on iTunes. Why is it on iTunes? And it should have been taken off by yeah, now. I was like, <laughs> <"It's> still on there. <laughs> Still on Apple Music, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was an unofficial release. That was never meant to happen. But uh, some of the songs actually caught on, which I was like, okay, cool. Well, the, mm. the thing is, as, a, as an album, I, w- I would definitely say that the three tracks before that were unbelievable. But as an album, it did seem as if, okay, maybe it didn't have the plop- popularity that you may have expected, which was going to be one of the questions. But yeah. now you tell I, I me never, I that it's been leaked and no, it was unfinished. No, 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 no. It explains a hell of yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But around, after that, you kind of took a break a little bit. There was, yeah, a, yeah. there was a year or two where there wasn't a lot released from you. There was nothing released. Almost like you took a sabbatical. Yeah, I did. I consciously took a break um, from, from Pranda to 2015. I released no music. Uh, reason being was I wanted to change my sound. Absolutely. I believed... And it did, it changed completely. Yeah, 360. <laughs> um, I believed Punjabi music to me was whatever you make it. Mm. It doesn't have to have a toll. It doesn't have to have a tumbi. It doesn't have to have a, a vajja. It is what you want it to be. Stay true to what you make in regards to you want to make Punjabi music, make it. But do it the way that you want to make right. it. Right. What made you get into music hops? Yeah. Make that yeah. Don't make it because everyone else is making it. Right. Make what you want to make. And that's why I took the break. And I had to do that because I wanted to then bring my production level to a different level. Yeah. Now what I'm dealing with is not percussion and stuff that's going to be in the forefront and my production's in the back. Now everything you're going to hear is going to be electronic yeah. or influenced by electronic music or influenced by what I grew up to. So now I need to make sure that my sound is... The same polished sound as you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you for saying that. The same polished sounds as you said, but without having the hiding block of percussion right. and other people doing. Well, that's stuff. the thing. I don't think that the polishness has has gone. Thank you at all. But what you do hear from it is you have got this more modern twist now, and you do use more synth and electronic. Yeah, and and it's that kind of vibe because since then, since you changed your sound, you've worked with a plethora of artists. Yeah, Rahat, we talked about. You took Delay, who we had on. Uh, oh, Jack Yeah, yeah. Amr Sandhu, Prophecy. Yeah, man. All them boys. And like you said, not at all, not done being sight. Nope. Right? But the one particular artist I want to I wanna just focus on a little bit is Rackstar. Yeah, man. And I will tell you the God's honest truth. I did not appreciate his flow and his vibe until I heard him on some of your songs. Wow. Because yeah. I think the vibe that you go for, you... you 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 have to have sought inspiration from grime and and yeah. garage and yeah. house music because 
the way that you compose these beats and the way that his flow is over them, it they just work so well together. Thank you for saying that. No, like with me, I was a fan of Rackstar. Like when I heard Johnnyman, yeah. um, Flirt, these sorts of songs. Mm. Uh, from when I got to know Rackstar and also his mixtapes from before when he was, you know, rhyming over like popular yeah. hip-hop beats and what him and Sunit were doing. So I was a fan of Rackstar. Mm. And then, you know, eventually we became friends, really close friends. Um, and, you know, we got I, I then sort of drew up the... Not the courage. I would say I drew up the, the idea of, Rax, I've got beats that you can rap on. Mm. He's like, you made John Nasty, bruv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm rapping over yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like look just, just hear me out So the first project we done was 1984 Okay it wasn't like a club song But it was received so well oh, Until this day That's what that, that's what I'm saying His his flow yes great But as a lyricist as well Like recently Mad. during lockdown He did almost a spoken word Poem almost yeah, about his yeah, experience yeah. in lockdown and how he's had family who's in intensive care. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it blew my mind. Yeah, it blew my mind. Lyrically, he's a bad boy. He is. He's, very, he's still underrated. I don't know why. I, I was just going to say, I don't think he, he gets the credit he does. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so good at what he does. Um, yeah. Again, from 1984, he, I go to him, I go, I've got a beat for you. It's something that Nas would rap over. He's like, what? You? Yeah. Hops? You? I was like, bro, just give me a chance. And he's like, all right, cool, send it. Sent it. And uh, we had this, obviously, a chat with Immortal Productions. And they said, look, we want a song from yourself. And we want Rackstar to do something. And I was like, look, you know, it might be the first song we do. Let's just do it. He's like, cool. Wrote the song and it's turned out to be what it was. And then had the little drum and bass break at the end. It, it mm. sort of broken it up. And then from there, our relationship grew. And then we made Poison. Yeah. Which was like something you'd hear Skrillex make. Mm. Yeah. But mm. I, I made it in my little box room in Leicester. Yeah, yeah. And it was again, it was influenced. I actually got influenced to make that from watching a vlog of Skrillex in Costa Rica or Cuba, somewhere he was doing a show. And he was playing, the, he was on the computer in his, in his, in his well, obviously in his private jet. <laughs> no, like, how was it? Yeah, yeah. In his private jet. And he was making this beat on his computer. Like, so, like, the chords, I was inspired by a Chris Brown song. Um, so, I played those chords. And then the drums are very simple. They only come in on the hook line. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, on the drop. And the drop was very simple. It was a synth I put up and played and cut it up and made it into So I recorded it, made it into a sample, cut the sample up, and it just became this sonically sounding thing. And then yeah. I had to sort of, yeah, and then the relationship from there grew. And then we made like trap songs like yep. Nothing. And, yep. you know, we had the Jack Tars song as yep, well, that's Rapstar. Right. And, yep. Yeah, and then from there, I, I just never looked back. And I was like, yeah, my sound can work. I can do what I want. Like if you listen to absolutely. each song that I done with Rackstar, they were all different. Yeah. None of them was the yeah, same. Yeah, absolutely. And since then, yeah, you released Potake by oh. with Amr Sandhu and Izu. Is it uh, Izu? Ezu. I call him Izu. Yeah, yeah it's it. <laughs> Ezu. With Ezu. Yeah. And I tell you what, for a tune that was released in 2018, it's so fresh after two years. Thank it you. It is so fresh. Years, and man. again, wow. again, no dumbi, no doll inside, nothing. And it's an absolute banger. Thank you, bro. It's Thank an absolute you. banger. Thank and so honestly, how, so that it again shows the journey that you went through. That just goes to show as well that you committed to this, not your typical Punjabi flavor. Yeah. With the dol and dumbi and al I mean, you do occasionally use the flute. Yeah. yeah but 
Timberland uses the flute. You know what I mean? He's that, him and Magoo, man. Absolutely. Flute, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, I think it's a great point that Chun's brings up because the reason why I'm into your stuff is because you don't like shove Punjabi instruments down my throat. Yeah. And I don't, because like there's enough of it out there and you let it evolve. And I think what you said earlier on is so, so important that it's what it means to you. Yeah, man. You're a Punjabi guy. You take it in the direction you want. Use your creativity, your artistry to go in the direction you want. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, here's a box and we all have to live in that 100%. box. 100%. I don't want to be in the box anymore. Mm. I do not want to yeah. be in... No, I'm... Uh, I want to be known with the same names as the biggest influences in Punjabi music. But I didn't want to be in the same box as he makes songs that sound like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't want to do that right. because when again it goes back to Bali Sagu, Punjabi MC when they release songs, they were never sounding like no. Apna Sangeet or Malkeet. No, they were not. So why should I sound like him, him, and him? Well, I want to be. I want to be over there. I don't want to be there. I want to be over there. But the people over here listen to over there as well. Yeah, hmm? yeah. absolutely. True. That's True. my vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is why it comes back to I don't release much. I released Chakkar two years before Padake, I think. Yep. I think. Yeah, Maybe. it was. It, it, was, yeah. it was two years, that, yeah. I think. 2016, 2017. No, it was a year before Padake. Yes, it was. So I done Chakkar with Prophecy and Bambi Baines mm -hmm. a year before Padake, which is completely 90s R&B, but with, yeah. a, with a violin on it. Mm -hmm. The bass line, right. when you hear the bass line, it's very 90s. Mm -hmm. It's very different. Guitar, bass. Um, a little bit of a Truth Hurts addictive yeah. influence yeah, with yeah. a little bit of a yeah. percussion in there. And then two years, a year later, I released an Afrobeat song before Afrobeats in Punjabi music was popping because mm. I was influenced by it. Mm -hmm. I was listening to Kojo Fund. Yeah. I was yeah, listening yeah. to Wizkid. Yeah. I was listening to early Burner Boy. I was listening to Young Bane, Rihanna. And I was like, yo, I like this. Yeah. Let me see if someone can sing this. Mm. Right. Why not? Why yeah, has no one done a Punjabi vocal over it? Let's try it. You're turning into a bit of a Dr. Dre, whereas no, you don't no, really. No, 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 no. Let me no, let me tell you let me no, tell you no. why I'm going to make this comparison. No, let me no, make no, the comparison because like, no, you no, both no. wear beats. No, no, it's not yeah. even. That. <laughs> no, the real why I'm saying that is is like you don't release often. When you release, it matters. Thank, thank you, bro. That actually means so much. Like that means, yo, that's yeah, that's. I, I think you've knocked the nail on the head there, Mac. I like you say thank your your you so much, your library is not huge yeah. however the ones that you have released have have been at the right time the right vibe and like you said you took four years to release your first bongara tune and, and show an evolution as well it's not like mm. you okay you don't drop something for two years and then you come back with the same sound that you always had it's like oh what is he going to bring out next because your mind is evolving your sound is evolving yeah. as time goes on so it's like you come from you know five six years ago where you were there to where you are today and you can see if you play those tunes back to back to back you almost follow your, your musical journey with it oh, where it's not you, like man. that means a lot here's a guy who does a song two years later it's the same kind of song like you haven't got a sound yeah. it's your sound thank depending you, on bro. you that growing mean, that means that means a lot that's exactly what i wanted to do i didn't want to i didn't want to have a sound mm. that's the, that's yeah, it yeah, yeah, i yeah, didn't yeah. want to yeah. have a sound you know when you listen to an artist be it hip-hop r&b garage whatever bangla whatever and you know, oh yeah, that's his song. Ah, he's that's produced by him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know that's you can, him. No, straight off. You know that's yeah. three him, seconds really. into it. You know, yeah, you know that's him. I don't want that. I want you to hear Rahat 
and then hear Pataki and think, yo, who produced these songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If you took the names off and you didn't know, you wouldn't ever guess they yeah. were the same producer, like, which is a great sign. You know, Ra- the fact that I got a chance to do a song for Rahat Fateh Ali Khan was a massive tick off my, li- tick off my list. I was Absolutely. like, what? Man, this fact- guy's Bollywood, man. This guy's bro, massive. Legend, bro. Legend. He's bigger than Sold Bollywood. out arenas. Huge. Worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that he, his, well, not him, but his management, and obviously him as well, his obviously blessings, but his management gave us the opportunity to be like, do what you want on the song. I'm like, are you sure? Wow. wow. I'm going to put rappers and yeah, singers yeah, yeah, on the song, yeah. you know? And he's like, Cardo, if Bai likes it, then it's great. He liked it, so... It came up. <laughs> Just, so, he could have said no. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But it, yeah. it worked. Like that was a big blessing, and and then obviously again changing my sound for Chakkar and then changing my sound for Pataki, and then now going into something else. It's, it's then yeah. I'm I'm just ever I'm I'm learning as well. It's yeah. not like yeah. I'm just no. yeah. fluking it and just doing it what I want. I'm learning. I'm learning more the production. I'm trying to put more into it, or maybe take stuff out that I don't mm. need. Mm. I think my production now is getting simpler, but more. Sonically, I'm trying to take it to a different level. Not one beat, not two beats. It's the three beat. Pops, this is a three beat. So we ask you three songs that you could play on repeat over and over again, whether it's in the car, you humming it in the shower, wherever yeah, you wanna wanna play these tunes, and they can be whatever genre you want. Okay. Anything from various points in your in your life or your career. Okay. What is your number one? Number one. Like total number one. Okay. Any time of the day, any day of the week, any week of the month, any month of the year, this is my favorite go-to. If you want to see me dance or bop my head yeah, or enjoy a good time, because I like good time in it. I'm like yeah. a very happy guy. Yeah. I'm in here version. I'm in here version. You know why? Right? Everyone's going to, you know, you got your Tela Yard Ball, that's all yeah. that. Why? Z Music Box yeah. on my big ass box TV yeah. in Leicester. When you see Big Up Sunny Ninja, by the way, who's who's miming Kalikitimil. Yeah? I know yeah. my guy. He's bad boy from Leamington or Birmingham. But Sunny Ninja who mimed it. Yeah? When I saw that video and that song came on, the chord progressions, everything, not trying to be too technical, but everything is so happy. Mm. Yes. And when after, Credit to Amin here for that production, bro, man. And then the, the fact that he begins with music, then goes into the shade, and then it just kicks yeah. in. Wow. The, the way that it breaks down as well, because it, it starts with the music, and then it stops. Yeah. And then, and then, the, then it's just vocals. Then vocals. But that, that's when everybody sings. Yeah. That's, where, yeah. that's when people know that's it. This it, And then when it drops again, boom. Yo, you Watch you. I was trying to get it as my f- second dance the, at my wedding. <laughs> it did happen. <laughs> you know, uh, so does that bring back any memories of when you are at weddings and that kind of thing? Yeah. The reason why that that, that that was my if I was attending a wedding as a guest, that was that was my request. Um, it just reminds me. That was of, your last song, Echo Ganala. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 it reminds me of good times as a youngster. Like, you know, it reminds me of 16, 17, 18 years old and just enjoying Pongra music. And mm, that era yeah. of Pongra music was amazing. That's when KS Mukka yes. was releasing Jatti Nachadi, Patola yeah. Banaki, and you know what I mean? Um, early uh, DJ Sanjes and oh, there was loads. Yeah, like, America's Most Wanted, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Under the influence. Mm. Oh my God, and the, didn't you belong the, oh my God, don't start. 
<laughs> Denim Blondie, I remember that Denim video, Blondie. man, with the BMW flashing its lights, and yeah, and the and the toll, and it was just the trouble side of the toll with the tilly and that. Tilly, oh, bro! And then even yeah. next episode when he done pure di- pure yeah. hip hop yeah. volume one, and uh, what else was that? Oh, you know what was one of the favorites then as well? Shinji C Mukra Amarashi. Okay, so Harps, what's your number two? Number two is a is a, is an influential one. Okay, it inspired me back in the remix days. In my opinion, mm. and it's something that would always go. I would go. In my eyes, they're not. They're not in any order. They're mm. always just my favorite songs. Um, reason being, I like the vocalist. Second of all, what this person done to this song because it was an original song anyway, and they remixed it. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it was such a good remix that it was better than the original. Yeah. Yep. Sadde by the uh vocals by Ranjit Money, remixed by HMD. This boy HMD from Canada, man. Can- Canadian remixes, APS, yeah. HMD. There's loads of them. I can't even remember half of them. Um, and they influenced me so much as a youngster. I tell you what, I I didn't know of this remix, but as soon as I heard it, Gee. and it's got the instrumental for Ideal Whatever, yes. I was like, that is a throwback. And he slows it right down. Yeah. As well, what a but tune. When you hear it. You know the inf- yo your R and B hip hop side comes out, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. your Punjabi side comes out yeah. because it's blended. It's basically, in my opinion, one of the most perfect mm. remixes mm. of an original that it's better than the original. I don't need to listen to the original of Runji yeah. Twenty because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to listen to the HMD yeah, yeah. one. You're gonna go to the HMD one, but basically, you're gonna yeah. go to that. Yeah. One. yeah. Absolutely. And that's my number. That's my number one, number two, number one, two, one. It's just one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we don't have to rank them. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. They're not in any order. HMD, don't shuffle. kill me, bro. I'm like, I mean. Right, what's your third and final three, Pete? Okay, if I had three songs, right? So you had Kali Kitimel, Kalvinder Tilno. So I'm happy, 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 happy. Yeah. I'm chilled. I play Sadi Bari Ki Sochia. And if I want to be inspired and just have a nice, chilled out, nice, bassy song to listen to. If I am full on. How should I say classical mode, where I'm listening to like the classics? I would go to a Nusrat Fateh Khan song, and it would be Nitkar Munga. The Gawali vibe, man. That's you know, it. Smashed. Right? And you know what? You know, I would listen to the 18-minute version. Jeez. You know what? When you listen, <laughs> you know what? One thing I can appreciate about Nusrat Fateh Khan, you can listen to the 18-minute. The reason why is because when he breaks down, and then. All of a sudden, I don't know. These are all played live. The ones that oh, I've listened takes, to, right? Takes, That's right? it. Mm. And his double player and his backing guys—they know when he's gonna come in again yeah. and hit. And the way the double comes in with a ticket or something like yeah. that, oh. boom. And, and honestly, fact, love listening to and, his music. And, and, and the um, the fact that on the fly he'll be like, Da-da-da-da. yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, it's just. Mm. It's so inspirational. But that's why I listen to Nusrat a lot. I listen to a lot of his qualities. Uh, reason being is the instrument, the, the instrumentation, yeah. vocals, yeah. melody, yeah. and the range. Yeah. The range, the scales. You know when you talk about vocalists, you talk about Whitney Houston, you talk yeah, about yeah, Mariah yeah, yeah, Carey, yeah, yeah. you talk about Adele nowadays, um, uh, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. You talk about Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. Mm. You talk about Lata. You talk about Rahul. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talk about Salim. You talk about Sabar. If you talk yeah, about yeah. Gram, like singing low key, but having so much power, these are vocals that hit you. Yeah, They're 100%. vocals. If they sang a cappella, it's gonna hit you. Yeah. yeah. When Whitney sang, uh, can I... bro, you're From like, the bodyguard. whoa. Yeah, yeah. 
you know what I mean? If Thanks. you sang it, and when Jennifer Hudson done, I saw her at an award show once when she done a, a thingy of it, um, a cover of that as a tribute, and it was just a cappella, no music. It hits you. That's how I think Nusrat hits me. Yeah. When I hear yeah. just a simple little bit of Aja pieces, just tabla and vocal. Mm. You know what? I have to say, so we had Gilly Get the Mill. Yeah, man. Who went Dylan? Bad boy. We had Sadibarki's uh, Sotia uh, so Ranjit Money. HMD remix yeah, with the ideal whatever slowed right Jeez. down and it hits. And then we've got Nithkermang from Nusra Fatih Ali Khan. Yep. That is probably today the most diverse three-peat that we've had. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And one of the strongest. Yeah. One of the strongest without, hands down. I'm challenging all you mad that are coming <laughs> yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you Whoever's ladies and gents. Whoever's up next. Whoever's up next. Ladies and gents. Big shoes to fill. Ladies and gents, when you're coming on uh, Roots and Rhymes, your three-peat. Let's see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, unbelievable. That's a great three-peat. Thank you. Thanks man. for that, that that's, that's That's genuine. That's on my phone. That's like on my phone. Like they, these songs I listen to like every day. No, not, not all of them at once, but as in like... They yeah, so you've got, you got time to listen to an 18-minute tune every day. Yeah, now I have. I think everyone has. I listen to his whole like album, bro. All 18-minute songs of everything. This is the part of the show where we ask, are you roots or rhymes? Right, so this portion of the show, Hearts, we ask uh, all our guests. Yeah, man. Final question. And talking about all your experience to date, what you've done, your early days of learning the Dabla and Vajja up until now. Mm-hmm. Our final question is, are you roots or rhymes? See, when you put it into a question like that, there's it's hard to take a side. Okay, because... I'm very strong in my roots. Reason being is I've brought up learning in the Gurdwara, mm-hmm. listening to Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan still now, listen, being inspired by, by my mum playing Gurdasman and Kartar Ramal, not Kartar Ramal, but Dedar Sandhu and Surinder Shindas and early Bollywood. Um, but then finding my own influences in urban and making my culture in regards to Punjabi music, see an urban side. Mm. Whereas release, I've released Pataki and Chukkas and the Rackstar stuff. It's yep. still staying in my roots, but giving them a bit of rhyme. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in that sense, I'm a bit of both. That's my answer. Reason being is I'm influenced by, I know I am a part, my roots are very strong, mm. but I'm influenced by my rhymes. Absolutely, and I grew up. So why not show what you're growing up by, right? Yeah, yep. you got to stay yep. true to what you what you know. And- I think we we keep saying it. This this seems to be a trend across every episode of the podcast. And I I kid you not, we we didn't create that question because almost like a loaded question: Are you roots or are you? Right? People interpret it in different ways, but yeah. also at the same time, everybody has a different journey. Hundred percent. But at the same time, being British Asian yeah, as well. We saw inspiration from different places. Yeah, if, 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 if we if we weren't growing up listening to if, well wherever you were listening to when you mm. were growing up, but if I wasn't if I if I didn't grow up listening to Gurdas Man or listening to Punjab BMC, I wouldn't then be incorporating garage music or hip hop music yeah. into Punjabi music just the way my influences did when I was younger. Yeah, right. Absolutely, because a bit of my roots were rhymes. Yeah, because I listened to Bali Sagu's Wambam. That's the best yeah. answer we've had yet. A bit of my roots were rhymes. Were rhymes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So that that's what made me into uh, what what made my answer that because yeah, my bit of my roots were rhymes. No, nah, that's Wambam and yeah. 100% proof and legalized and grassroots yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, man. 
wicked. You know what, Harps? It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. And you know what? Your your journey has been so relatable as well. I think we haven't had anybody on the show up until now who has actually had such a balanced journey as well. I mean, you've been so inspirational from a Bhangra side of things and a Punjabi side of things, but also at the same time so relatable when it comes to garage and hip-hop and R&B and that side of things. It's been a pleasure Thank speaking you, to you today. It really has. Likewise, it's been an absolute pleasure being here, man. And you lot keep... I, I, I listened to the podcast before. When, when I was mm. here, I, I've come on, I've, I've listened to the other episodes. Uh, as much as I could, I sort of skimmed past them all and made sure that I uh, I know. And you know what? It's so good. Good to see what you No, I appreciate that. Really and, do. And... Uh, and and bringing the cultures together like mm. both your your guys influences in regards to the urban side and what you guys listen to yep. as well as yep. bringing bringing other people's influences in it's good man i like it i like the podcast no thank you really up, appreciate it. it means a lot man it means it means to, a lot see i listen to joe rogan and stuff and yeah like, that's my like thing right yeah and like weird podcasts i listen to weird stuff yeah <laughs> and um and, and this is good to see it's very good to see because it's mm. something that again I can relate to. Yeah. That's what I want. Absolutely. You don't get enough of it. And you know, no. well done, man. You're not killing it. Appreciate that, man. Thank you, brother. Perhaps this is an opportunity for you to plug whatever you got going on. Tell the listeners what you're doing, what you're gonna be doing, what you have been doing, what you're doing tonight, what you're having for Ruddy tomorrow. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Let um, them know. So yeah, I'm opening a samosa factory. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so obviously uh, I've got you know, you can find me on Apple Music, I've got songs out at the moment. I'm working uh, on my uh, my album at the moment in uh, as, as we're in quarantine or COVID-19 situation yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, I've got time to sit in front of a computer now and not go to clubs and DJ. So I am just literally working on my craft. Um, I have an album coming out not anytime soon. See, you thought I was going to say it. Not anytime <laughs> soon, but it's in works um, as well as loads of it, um, loads of sort of projects. Um, one of the projects I'm really into at the moment is I'm doing an Indian, uh, Indian hip-hop EP. Okay. Strictly, not commercial hip hop. Yeah, I yeah. don't mean there's no going to be no catchy hooks. Yeah, no yeah. like so it's straight up boom bap bars, but Punjabi Hindi rappers. Wow, wow, right? Four tracks, and that will come out. That soon. gully kind of vibe on there. Oh, literally, yeah, yeah, man! Yeah. Like that, that. That and even more Aurora because there's rappers that people don't even know about that yeah. from India that yeah. hit me up on Instagram all the time. Mm. So I'm gi- and also I'm giving a lot of new artists platforms. Now. Yeah. My job now is to find some, find the next person that you know everyone nowadays goes for the biggest artists and the biggest names. Yeah, I want to find the next biggest name. Yeah, I want to and even if they don't stay with me, that's not mm. my journey. Mm. I, I want to be a part. Sorry, that's not my thing. I don't want them to be stuck. You're getting signed to me, bro. Do mid artist here. Yeah, it's not that. I want to be a part of their journey and maybe give them one stepping stone for them to progress into an artist. Yeah. And if I can give someone a chance, any situation they're in, I'm not even asking for money. I don't want no money. It's the face of, I want you to show me what you can do. Mm. Come on, be on this rap album, which I have. I've got like a new, a couple of new rappers on there. Um, we're, you know, we're going through, I want to narrow it down to four songs. Um, also established names that, you know, uh, but I'm really, really focused on that. And this is, again, like my roots. Yeah, yeah. I am a hip-hop yeah. person, I'm a garage person, so I'm making this hip-hop, Indian hip-hop EP, which will be coming out very soon. Very, that's mm-hmm. going to be the late, and as well as I've got some singles coming out with Amar Sandhu and um, a couple of other artists, but the hip-hop EP is something I'm really like focused on at the moment. Sick, man. Look forward well, to that. Good luck with sure. it. We're looking forward to Thank it. Thank you, Definitely. man. And any catch-ups, catch me on social media. It'll, it'll be here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just follow me. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Right. My G. My G. My G. My G. No problem.
the UK is on red alert. As part of our commitment to the British Asian events industry, we're campaigning with We Make Events to help raise vital funds for those who can no longer work as a result of live events being cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. You can help by donating using the link in the description of this podcast, because together we can help make events again.